In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek. This conversation was originally recorded in July of 2022. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation. In the third beatitude, which is blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And there's so much I think we can say here. I think often the word meek gets totally misinterpreted. And we think meek means weak. And meek does not mean weak. That's the first thing to know. Please know meek does not mean weak. The word meek in the Greek is an unusual word that is not used very often. And it's, it's not real clear exactly how to translate the word. It has a variety of nuances of meaning that, uh, that I will, I'm going to give you some of them. And we, you know, take the one that means the most to you, and then I'm going to expound on one. So meek means to have, I, I like this phrase, a soothing disposition. Now, I don't know what that means for you, but I like the sound of it, a soothing disposition. So it, it also, the word meek is also related to our relationship with God which which means we're we're meek when we when we completely trust in God without disputing with God and without resisting whatever it is that God is inviting us into we we trust God's heart so much that we don't resist even if it's hard or even if it's challenging or even if it's difficult that's meekness Meekness carries with it the idea of the opposite of being self-assertive or dominated by self-interest. So we might say you, you represent meekness when your life is not dominated just with what you want. But when you think about the greater good, the meek have the capacity to understand personal boundaries and maintain those boundaries. So as Miss B said earlier, the, the meek can say no and no means no, but they can do that without being harsh and without being abusive and without being hurtful. There's another similar word, and this is, this is where I'm going to expound a little bit. Uh, so sometimes the word meek uh, gets translated gentle. And in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, 
Paul writes to the church in Colossians, and he uses the, the, the picture of putting on clothing. And he says, put on these attributes and these characteristics. And one of the things that he says to clothe ourselves with is meekness slash gentleness. And it gets translated as gentleness there. And the word gentle means power that is under control. And I want to encourage you to think of meekness as power that's under control. So what do I mean by that? What's power under control? Well, so uh, I thought about this. So, so I have the power to put someone in their place, but that power is under control. I have the power to be vengeful or to be hateful or to be hurtful, but that power remains under control. And I think another way to say that using language that we're really familiar with in faith walking is I have power and I use my power based on my best thinking and out of my guiding principles, not reacting out of my anxiety. I think the only way that we can practice uh, meekness is to be less reactive, more guided by our clear thinking, and show up as our best self, like, like we talk about often. So think about, here's what I want you to think about with me for a moment. So think about power out of control. Have you ever experienced power out of control? I'm pretty certain every one of us have, right? Power out of control, uh, I wrote a, just wrote a few words down, is harsh. Power out of control is spiteful. Power out of control is abusive. It's hurtful. It's manipulative. And power out of control is reactive. And I, I, I want to tie this idea, another faith walking idea. I think often, so power out of control is anxiety gone amok. Or I think sometimes power out of control is reactivity to shame. So often we, our power gets out of control because we don't feel good about ourselves. And the only way we can feel good about ourselves is to put someone else down or pull someone else down or be vengeful or spiteful. Uh, and, and so to be meek, we, we must address our shame voice. So meekness is power under control. Often people, we see people express their power out of control, but I think sometimes people express and, and show up as if they're powerless. And so I want to address that. So meekness is power 
under control. Well, I don't have any power. I'm a victim to the world. I'm a victim to my circumstances. And yes, often we, we have hard circumstances that we have to, have to face. But I, I want to remind us of 2 Timothy 1.7, where uh, the scripture says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power and love and a sound mind. What, what that means is God has given every one of us some power. So embrace the power that God has given you. Uh, I, I talk often in faith walking about don't wait for someone to empower you. Take responsibility for empowering yourself because God has given you some power. So the meek realize that they have power. They live in empowerment. They get to have boundaries and they, they get to be self-defined, but they control that power and don't let that power get out of hand. I'm almost done. So in Psalm 37, there's a section of scripture, and, and I'm just going to read a couple. Uh, it, the, it's, the section of scripture is Psalm 37, 1 through 11, and I'm just going to read a couple of random verses and then verse 11, okay? because because here's here's what i experience in my own life when i'm really honest and i and i read blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth well you know what that's not my my experience it seems to me that the powerful in, inherit the earth right now right it it's the one it's the one who who are powerful and abuse their power that seem to win, uh, that have all the money, that have all the power, that do all the stuff. And it's easy to get skeptical and cynical and lose hope. And so in it, in Psalm 37, uh, the Psalm writer encourages us, don't lose hope, even when it looks like the, the powerful are going to inherit the earth. Don't be worried with evil workers or envy the gains of people with all wrong, upside down ways. Soon enough, they'll wither like grass, like green herbs fading in summer's heat. Believe, trust in the eternal and do what is good. Live in the land that he provides. Roam and rest in God's faithfulness. Take great joy in the eternal. And then I'm going to run all the way to verse 11, and it says, but the humble hearted, I think that's another word for meekness, the humble hearted will inherit the land. And they will take pleasure in its peace. And they will enjoy its abundance. Can we, will we be willing to trust in the faithfulness of the eternal enough to live lives of meekness with our power under control, knowing that we will inherit the earth one day and knowing that we will take pleasure 
in the shalom of God and enjoy God's abundance. So happy, satisfied, and fully alive are the non-aggressive, the non-violent, and the non-vengeful. Those who keep their power under control will inherit the earth and will enjoy the fruits of peace. So what's that stir up for you? I don't know if you saw my message in the chat. I said this should, this should be preached at every church everywhere because I think you framed it perfectly. And as you were talking about meekness and boundaries, I could literally run through every person in my head, you know, a churchgoer that I'm like, no, they don't have good boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's very well said. It's it very well said. Maybe you, you have preached this before, but <laughs> I think every church could use to hear this. Because I think so many people have the wrong idea about what meek is. So I really like what you said. Yeah. yeah. I know when I was uh, United Pentecostal, meekness meant weakness. Mm-hmm. It meant almost like living like a martyr. You know, twenty four seven, and uh, of course, I'm totally opposite of that. <laughs> but it now, but like this past week, I've really I've I've been following some messages on forgiveness, and it's been talking a lot about this meekness, and about having you know taking back the power. You know, just because somebody doesn't apologize to you or does not um, own up on on mm-hmm. what they've done to hurt you. Mm-hmm doesn't excuse you from forgiving them right you're taking the power back by forgiving and letting go i mean not necessarily letting go you know like it never happened but um practicing mercy and grace right and and i was like okay god show me who i need to forgive man that list just kept growing and growing and growing and i was like good night have you scratched my name off of it yet (laughs) Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. Oh my gosh, you made me so mad a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, yep. I was in my last, what was it, 202 or 203? I don't know. I, I only had two weeks to go and I quit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I've gotten past that. <laughs> but but as I was going through this list, you know, I'm sure everybody knows I got off. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis a lot of other stuff going on but I also read you know during the psychological classes I was psychology classes that you know your body expresses the internal stuff too Mm -hmm. and Mm so it doesn't mean I'm going to be instantly healed just because Mm -hmm. uh, I forgive everybody and their brother but I'm like lord if it will help (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know it maybe there's some stuff that I am physically holding on to and mm-hmm. so, like I said, that list just kept growing and growing to the part I was like groaning and crying and like, God, forgive me. I really didn't realize. Mm. So I think the meekness, I, I love what you said about the power of it. You're not a victim mm-hmm. being meek. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what I'm really practicing. Letting go. So this is a good message. Thank you, Brenda. Thank I you for your it. forgiveness, too. <laughs> I want to share this. <clears throat> Since I'm here with these kids that I um, that I take care of, I've have different ones to live in my house because I 
have to pay the mortgage anyway and, and, and do all the different things. So there was a lady that was living in the house that she was very mean to Miss B. Mm. And she were acting like I was the, I was the tenant. Mm -hmm. And she was the, so I had to go to court for her. Mm -hmm. I had to go to court. And a couple of days ago, this happened a couple of years ago, quite a few, you know, way back. So a couple of days ago, God put it in my heart to just call her and say hello. So I, <clears throat> I called her and I talked to her. And, and when I talked to her, I didn't even bring up the past. I just called to check on her to see how she was doing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> and listening to what we are talking about, I can see myself in quite a few of the things that you, you know, that you mentioned here. Because mm -hmm. another person would have just thrown her to the curve mm -hmm. and don't even. And, and even after she left, she came back a couple of days later that and she had left some things in the house. But after she gave me the key and I signed all the paper in court, whatever she left at my house was mine. Mm -hmm. And she called Miss B every word in the alphabet from A to Z. What's so, the Z word? I'm not saying that, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that is. But, but I'm just saying the way that she treated me, another mm -hmm. person would even think of calling her, mm -hmm. you know, like three years later to say, hello, Lorraine, how are you doing? What's going on in your mind? Mm -hmm. Good. So I can relate to, to this. And I don't know if it's meekness or what, but I can relate to quite a few of the, mm -hmm. the words that we're talking about. Good, Miss B. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Good. Does your power ever get out of control? Any confessions? As, as a mom, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mostly with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Challenging, isn't it? As a parent. Yeah. Your, your power can easily get out of control. And so, boy, managing anxiety, you know, doing things based on your best thinking. Yeah. Um, in a relationship, your power can get out of control. Well, I want what I want. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the hardest part, I, I know it is for me anyway, is when I, I find myself becoming controlling with my 19 year old, you know, which I'm having to, I'm fixing to have to learn real quick. That's got to go. Cause he's leaving for two months on the road working mm -hmm. it. I'll be lucky if I hear from him. But the thing is, I think when it becomes a problem for me, it's because I'm so worried about what somebody's going to do wrong. That's going to come back and affect the consequences. They're not just going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the family mm -hmm. or, 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 or I'm going to have to do something to fix something to, you know, which it's not mm -hmm. my job to fix everything. But if you're in a situation where, as a parent where you absolutely have to run to a need, which I find a lot, um, it's it's frustrating. I mean, nobody wants to see their kids starve to death, you know, or, or sick, mm -hmm. you know, or living in a bad situation. You know, so it's just, there's a lot of balances there that are, oof, if it weren't for faith walking, I, I'd be in a mental institute right now, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because I've really had to practice just shut my mouth, you know, and, and it's, it's easy to say out of sight, out of mind, but it, you know, it, that is for me sometimes, 
-hmm. but then here comes that phone call. <laughs> here comes that issue. And, and mm -hmm. you have the power to say, you not to say, I told you so. Mm -hmm. I've learned that over this past year. Don't ever say, I told you so, you know, but I always have to just remember myself when I was a kid and my parents were, my parents were very controlling um, to the point of, I was, I was anorexic. There was a lot of issues because of that controlling factor. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately I did the same to a couple of mine. So that's when I said earlier, I'm trying to unlearn them, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> school them with what I did. Sure. That control factor. So. Sure. I don't know how to say what I'm thinking about. So can I try and you fix it for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it my best shot, Tammy. I'm, I was meditating on anger and how so many of us, well, not, not all, but many of us um, perceive some emotions as bad, as dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and in my house growing up, we weren't allowed to express anger. And yeah. it was, I was really well into adulthood before I could express anger. And when it did come, like in the last 10 years, therapy and all, it felt really good and it feels really powerful and you feel strong when you're mad. And I have felt that a lot, especially in the last five years. But it's a it's deceitful. It's not strength and power, especially in light of meekness and what you're talking about here. And I don't want to call it bad because it's not bad. All right. emotions are fine. Right. And, right. I, and learning to feel the feels has been part of my ongoing work and maturing, emotional maturing. But there's a right way in a wrong way perhaps and it's in no mm -hmm. way tied to meekness yet we do yeah mm -hmm. if am i saying anything coherent help me out with yeah that. i'm not sure yeah. where i'm going with that yeah i mean i think i think if i'm hearing you correctly tammy um uh, i mean i'll just process out loud i i don't have any great way of saying it but so anger is a real emotion and we need to feel our emotions and sometimes it's easy to allow ourselves to get out of control when we're angry because it feels so good. And to misunderstand that as power. Right. Our anger, uh, right. Okay, I feel powerful because my God, I'm mad and I ain't gonna take it anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah passivity before that in that oh i just take it and i take it and i take it until i can't stand it anymore and then my anger shows up and suddenly i now i feel power because i'm spewing my anger and i think meekness is not either of those so meekness is not just being walked on like we talked about earlier and it's also not just spewing not waiting until i'm so worked up that now i just you my vile venom everywhere but that but that meekness is this thing that i have power i have the power to create boundaries in my life i have the power to say what is so for me i have the power to say no that's not okay and yes this is okay and i also have the power to feel my emotions without allowing my emotions to overpower me and i can feel my emotions without, um, yeah, I lost it. That's the best I can do. 
I like that. I like that a lot. And in that is true strength. And in that is Jesus. I, I think so. And, and, it's, and it's not the pendulum of either side. So, so I don't think Jesus says, oh, you're supposed to be so uh, passive that you just get walked on. I don't think that's true Christ following. And I also don't think it's true Christ following to say, oh, I just, I wait until I blow up. And then, and then, boy, I feel so much power with that, with that energy, which by the way, we would say in faith walking is anxiety expressed through conflict. And we're just offloading our anxiety and, and we feel powerful in offloading our anxiety. But that meekness is this way of saying, I show up in my power, but my power stays in control. Yeah, I hear you. I like it. Thank you for bringing that up and because that's helpful. Jerry, I don't like going uh, a week without hearing from you. <laughs> I um, as many as of you are fans of Dallas Willard, and a quote that rattles in my head is he says, "Feelings are great servants, but they are disastrous masters." Mm, mm. And I I think of that because it's it's such a faith walking thing. Yeah, I love that. Well, that comes from your stuff. It's in your stuff. I know. But okay. I still love it. <laughs> yeah, they make disastrous masters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Anything else? Anything different gets stirred up as you think about blessed are the meek, but that you fully embrace the power you have. I think of the victimless mentality. Mm -hmm. That that stands out to me more than anything. Because I've lived my life as a victim for so many years, and it's taking six years of faith walking to realize I'm not a victim. And, and But then I have to practice patience with those around me that I'm closest to that live a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it makes me sad. I, it's like, I, I just want to shake them and wake them and say, look, you don't yeah. have to live like this. Yeah. And I see it a lot, especially on social media. Yeah. I think the key, Brenda, I mean, one of the keys for me is being patient with myself in my own journey. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I believe every bit of, of what we teach in faith walking, every word of it, I but, I, but, but I'm not, but I'm not perfect yet. And so I'm still in the process and I still disappoint myself. And I, I disappoint myself in saying, wow, I know better than I'm living. And, and so I want to be patient with those around me and I want to be patient with myself. I have to say that to myself literally every single day. I mean, every morning, it's just, it's like a rigorous religious practice with myself mm. because I do, you know, every time I, you know, feel the need to, or the desire for somebody to understand what I'm believing or what I'm thinking, I keep hearing God say, stay in your own lane, <laughs> stay focused on what you need to do and just love them. Yeah. And yes, be patient with myself. Good. I'm going to uh, power gone amok. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when I taught at the university, I had 
a lot of power in the classroom. Sure. Yeah. It was, I decided assignments and books and readings and behavior, you know, standards and whether what you submitted really met the standard that I had the steps. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was powerful. There were times I let it die. Go to my head. One time I walked out of a, a classroom because students had not uh, done what I had asked them to do. And I just straight up said, when you're willing to take this seriously, I'll be back. And I walked out. We were like 10 minutes into class. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I walked straight to the um, department chair's office and I confessed to what I had done. And not that I, I didn't feel bad yet about what I had done, but I wanted to beat the path to his office before students did. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted my story told first and foremost. And he was kind and gracious, um, but it was a, I didn't handle that well. Yeah. So there's an example of uh, power overexerting one's power. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, thank you for that authenticity. Um, and what, what I believe, what I know about me, so let me just speak for myself, is I've, I've abused my power at times also. And I think we all do, e either as a spouse, as a father, as a teacher. Uh, yeah. And so just acknowledging and yeah. And so what do we do? We ask forgiveness. We forgive ourselves and we move on. Um, we're all imperfect, but what would the world look like? I want to say if everybody lived this way, but that seems so far-fetched. I can't even put my mind around it, but what, what would it look like? What would it look like if all the Christians we know showed up with their power under control? Man, would that be good? Had a guiding principle around those places where they easily get triggered to have their power out of control. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and at its root, Angela, I think even in churches, it, it, we, we don't recognize it, but, but we're reacting to anxiety, trying to protect something. Oh, I'm not going to get my way or my, the church isn't going to grow or it's, they're not going to do what I want. Uh, and, and, and our power gets out of control and we hurt people as a result of it. God, that reminds me. I know we only got a second here. I remember Amanda, my daughter, walking out of church and never returning because somebody abused their power. It mm -hmm. hurt her so deeply. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, that triggered me. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it's been, it's God, I, I pray for her every day, you know, that, yeah. that somebody will show her Christ, true Christ-like love. Yeah. And that someday she'll return. Yeah. And, and, I, and so I think there's something in that that I want to say, group, is every one of us have experienced power out of control. And I think most of us probably have been the powerful and we've been out of control. And so just to, just to be more compassionate and more forgiving anyway. All right, we need one more word. Yes, ma'am. Michelle, do you have a word for us today? 
or no? You can tell me no, and that would be your word. Um, I don't want to say no, but I am struggling with the whole um, people abusing their power over people that generally are quite gentle. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm in a bit of that place at the moment where my I consider myself to be fairly meek fairly gentle um and it's really hard to have your voice heard when everybody else is taking their power and controlling situations mm. yeah um, and so I think power under control is a beautiful thing I just don't necessarily see the outworking of it at the moment Got it. So that's a bit of where I'm at. Um, mm -hmm. And you got that because you asked and not because I was, <laughs> was mm. going to just say it. But yeah, I think we all have so much to learn. We do. And it's a journey. Thank you for sharing that, Michelle. Appreciate it. Yeah. So two hazards. I grew up in the country, so we, we, we say two ditches, one on the left and one on the right. The ditch on the left is I, I don't live into the power that I have and own my choices and take responsibility for myself and live a life of meekness. And the ditch on the right is I exert more power than I need to have and my power is out of control, and I am harsh, abusive, non-forgiving, and both ditches are bad. So how do I how do I drive down the middle, owning, embracing the power I have, but keeping that power under control? So, good thoughts. Thank you for being here, and thank you for sharing. And I hope you have a good week. For more information about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you that faith walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.